You're listening to the Earn That Body Podcast, episode number 190. Welcome to the Earn That Body Show with Kim Eagle. Kim is an award-winning personal trainer. She trains her clients all over the world online and is passionate about empowering people by getting fit and healthy. Did you ever wish that I was right there with you in a restaurant so that I could just tell you, hey, order this, but don't order this? If you knew how many times my clients have told me, if you were only there with me, I would have ordered whatever you told me to. I just didn't know what was the healthiest option or what wasn't. Well, I went and did a little homework for you, and I have now figured out what is the best thing you should order at some of the top franchise restaurants around our country, and what is the worst thing that you should never order at these restaurants, and I have it all set and ready for you in today's podcast. Before we get to that, just a reminder that the newsletter for Earn That Body comes out this week. And if you're not on the newsletter list, definitely get on it because this is a place where I give discounts, I give free workouts, sometimes ab videos, core videos, arm videos, and a favorite recipe every single month. It's a free newsletter. Why wouldn't you want to get it? It'll also inspire you for health and fitness and nutrition. Lots of great information that my clients always tell me that they save all the newsletters because they make the recipes, they do the workouts. It is free fitness nutrition information. So if you would like to receive the newsletter this week, make sure you go to earnthatbody.com forward slash newsletter. You've got to sign up for it. And if you're already on my list for emails and you don't get the monthly newsletter, guess what? You probably do, but it's going to your junk mail. So you might have to search for it there. All right. Today, we are going to be talking about all those restaurant choices, but of course, first, We've got to talk about the Eagle's Eye on Health. And now, it's time for the Eagle's Eye on Health. These are Kim's quick tips, latest health news, or piece of weekly inspiration. So today, the Eagle's Eye on Health comes to you from Consumer Reports on Health articles. And they had a reader write in a question. It's a real quick one, but I think it's a real good one right now. And the question was, I have two or three drinks most nights. Is that okay? Well, US guidelines advise having no more than one drink a day for women and two for men, but a limit of just one may be better for everyone who is 65 and older. Older adults are more sensitive to alcohol's effects, which raise the risk of falls and car crashes. Too much alcohol can worsen diabetes, high blood pressure and heart failure, and mixing it with sleep or pain drugs and antidepressants can be dangerous. Cut back or get help if drinking interferes with obligations, or if you drink and drive, need more alcohol to feel its effects, or shake or sweat when you don't have that drink. I think this is just a really good reminder. We are in a time of absolute stress in our country, in our world, due to COVID right now. We have a lot going on, quite honestly, even more than COVID. If you did catch the the podcast the other week, I definitely went into how I feel about our country right now. It's a lot. And what I'm hearing from a lot of my clients is, I'm drinking a lot right now, or I have a lot of people email me, 
my drinking got out of control, my eating sweets is out of control, I need to get back on track and do a program with you. All of that's always great. I'm always here to help you all get back on track. But the thing is, having two or three drinks a night is not really okay, all right? So if you're a woman, they're basically saying you should not be having more than one a day. But honestly, if you're having a drink every single night right now, I have to ask you, do you feel your best? Do you sleep your best? Because generally, the answer is no, and you know it. So I just want you to be fit, healthy, and be able to handle the stress that's going on right now in our world. And the best way to do that is by keeping your nutrition as clean as possible. So let's keep the cocktails for the weekend, and always one in a day max is ideal. Okay, back to the topic at hand. You go to a restaurant, you don't know what to order, you wish I was there, and you would just do what I said, right? Well, what I did is I went through some of the top franchise restaurants around the country that most of us have. Now, there'll be a couple here that not all of you will have access to, but you might go on a vacation and have access to one of these restaurants. I did not include restaurants like McDonald's or Jack in the Box or Taco Bell or Arby's. To me, those are so far off being healthy that I'm not even gonna include those in this list. This list I took from social media. I asked most of my clients on our private community page and um, on Instagram, hey, what restaurants that are franchise chain restaurants around the country would you like me to research and tell you what is the best thing to eat and what is not the best thing to eat? And so that's where I came up with this list. Try to include as many as I could. Now, if you're on a run right now, if you're driving a car right now and you're thinking, oh, I wish I could write these down, don't you worry, because I created what's called the free TB. It's free ETB download that has all of these restaurants listed for you, what the best choice is, what the worst choice is, and I even included how much sodium they had, fat, carbs, protein, fiber, so that you could see it firsthand, and we're obviously gonna talk about it in the podcast. But I want you to be able to save this free ETB PDF in your phone, on your phone, because it's gonna be something that when you go to Subway next time, you might think to yourself, wait, what did she say I should get? And what did she say I shouldn't get? And you'll have it saved right there on your phone. It is a free download, so okay? So um, all you have to do is download it. I will give you the email address, or I'm sorry, the link to get it, and you will be all set up, all right? Now, First, it should be said that I I actually don't eat at a majority of these places, but they are what most people eat around the country. And a mix of more fast food and some higher end type places is what I tried to include versus, like I said, the McDonald's or Taco Bell. I consider those very low budget type eating. Now, the first place you might start if you're trying to watch your weight or your health and you want to sort of not gain weight, (laughs) the first thing you should know is that you should always eat home. Eating home is always going to be best, right? The sodium alone in the food when you eat out is off the charts, and you're going to see that today in this podcast episode. But that being said, sometimes we eat out and that's okay. We need to be able to eat out too. We need to be able to enjoy ourselves and not always have the stress of cooking. Now, sometimes, I would say most of the time, we actually have to make the best 
of the worst choices when we eat out, right? And sometimes just hearing the numbers that I'm going to tell you today, sometimes just hearing them is gonna help you make the better choice the next time you eat out. Now, why is my focus for eating out so often about sodium? The American Heart Association recommends no more than 2,300 milligrams a day of sodium and moving toward an ideal limit of no more than 1,500 milligrams per day for most adults. If you're 55 and over, 1,500 is what they say should be your max. Now, because the average American eats so much excess sodium, even cutting back by 1,000 milligrams a day can significantly improve blood pressure and even heart health. And remember, more than 70% of the sodium Americans eat comes from packaged, prepared, and guess what? Restaurant foods. Not actually from the salt shaker that you might add on top of those foods, okay? On average, Americans eat more than 3,400 milligrams of sodium each day. That is way more than the American Heart Association recommends. Most of us are likely underestimating how much sodium we eat. And if we can estimate it at all, it's usually nowhere near <laughs> what you think it's gonna be until you've done one of my programs and then you can see exactly how much sodium you're actually eating. Now, one study found that one third of adults surveyed could not estimate how much sodium they ate and more than half thought they were eating less than 2000 milligrams of sodium a day. Keeping sodium in check is part of following an overall healthy eating pattern. It not only helps your health, it helps with weight loss as well. You would not believe the water retention you will get from eating too much sodium. Now, another thing about sodium being high and why I factor it so much into what meal you should choose when eating out is because we can't really fix or adjust how much sodium you eat in a day once you eat high sodium. And what I mean by that is you could have a meal that's high in fat or protein and carbs, and that's okay. That's one of the reasons I designed my Earn That Program, my Earn That Body program the way that I did. The way that I designed my program is that if you really wanna eat pizza one night, you should be able to have pizza, right? But what you wanna do then is you can balance the rest of your meals that day so that you can fit the pizza in, but your other foods are gonna be adjusted so your carbs and your fats are not too high. That's a way to balance it. But once your sodium is too high, you can't fix it, right? If you're gonna have a super high sodium meal and you eat that, you can't eat less sodium after that. And so you need to be really cautious about what meals you might be eating out. The only thing you can really do to balance it is to make sure you don't eat a lot of sodium the rest of the day. But again, once you're over 2,300, you're already over the allotted amount that you should be having, right? So how much sodium is good for a meal per se? Well, three meals per day and dividing it up by 2,300 would be 766 milligrams of sodium per meal. But you also should be eating probably one to two snacks a day, if not more. Figure those would have at least 150 to 200 milligrams of sodium, 
That means a meal might need to be closer to 500 to 600 milligrams per meal, not per snack, per meal or snack. Let me tell you, this is very hard to find when you eat out and you're gonna see these numbers firsthand in just a moment. So remember, I would say an ideal amount of sodium in a breakfast, lunch, or dinner really shouldn't be more than 500 to 600 milligrams a day, per meal, that is, okay? Now, you might be in the car, like I said, or on a run, and you really wanna have these numbers written down. As I said, I made the free TV for you, and all you have to do is go to earnthatbody.com forward slash eating out. When you go there, you can go ahead and download this PDF that has everything I'm about to tell you uh, all written out for you in a chart. I should say this, I what I list out for you is the name of the restaurant. I'm gonna tell you what the best choice to eat there is, in my opinion, what the worst choice is as well. Those are the two you're gonna get. I go into a little more detail than that in the podcast. Now, some basics to get you started on healthy eating when you eat out. Again, if you're trying to watch your waistline, you're trying to lose some weight, but you, you are gonna eat out sometimes, you wanna make the best choices you can, the first thing I would say is skip any starter. You don't need an appetizer. Almost all of the restaurants you're going to go to have serving sizes way bigger than needed. So you really don't need a starter or an appetizer. Skip that right off the bat. Generally, I say always avoid anything cream-based and avoid soup. And if you can, avoid dessert. Again, not always, like you can enjoy dessert sometimes, but if you're telling me you're trying to lose weight, I'm telling you, try not to have dessert when you eat out, don't have soup, and watch anything cream-based. Now you should never show up hungry, that's a given. If you show up hungry to a restaurant, all bets are off. You're gonna eat the whole bag of chips, right? You're gonna eat the whole pizza. No, never show up hungry. If anything, maybe have a little snack right before you go so you're not that hungry and you'll be less likely to overeat. The last thing is make sure you hydrate with a lot of water before you go to the restaurant. If you're gonna have a cocktail, make it one and with every sip you have, try to have a sip of water too. Those are just some basic guidelines for eating out. Now let's jump right in. Some of these franchise restaurants we have all been to and many of you go to weekly because I know that because I see it on your food logs. Okay, the first one, Subway. This seems to be a big one. I do not eat at Subway. I stopped eating at Subway many years ago because organic is very important to me. Organic meat, especially important to me. You are not going to get the highest quality meat when you go to Subway. That being said, I know it's an option for a lot of you and that's what you're gonna get and sometimes you're on that road trip and that's all there is, okay? So what is the best thing that you can order at Subway? Their Veggie Delight six inch sandwich. It has 190 calories. It has two grams of fat, 39 carbs, nine grams of protein, and five grams of fiber. But of course, what is the sodium? It's pretty low for Subway, I have to say I was very impressed. Sodium was 240 milligrams. So the Veggie Delight six inch was a good call. I would say the second best option is the six inch turkey sandwich, 250 calories, 
three grams of fat, 41 carbs, 20 grams of protein, that's nice, five grams of fiber, and what was the sodium for the turkey? 690 milligrams. Now remember, what did I say? 500 to 600 milligrams per meal is about the max you want to go. Now these are with the most basic items on the sandwich. Now you know when you go to Subway, it's like, I'd like that on it, I'd like that on it, please put oil on it, please put mustard on it, please put ketchup on it. So all these little additions are going to add more calories, more fat, and more sodium potentially depending on what it is. So these are the most bare bones, six inch, sandwiches and those are like my two top choices for Subway. Now let me tell you what not to get. Promise me. <laughs> Don't ever get the barbecue rib sandwich. Not only does it have 580 calories, I can live with that. Not only does it have 31 grams of fat, I can live with that because maybe you're gonna have a lot less fat throughout the day. It has 21 grams of protein, that part's nice. Three grams of fiber, well that's pretty low. But guess how much sodium this sandwich has? 1,260 milligrams. So that's basically double the amount of sodium that you should have in a meal. All in one little meal, right? So do not get the barbecue rib sandwich. And do me a favor, if you're going to Subway, don't get the chips, don't get the soda. You're already doing damage by just eating at Subway. It is very high sodium, low quality food. But again, I understand, sometimes we all need to do it. So watch what you get. Don't get all the extra sides. If you're on a road trip, bring your own sandwich. It'll be way better for you, I promise. Okay, let's move right into everybody's standard favorite fast food. Apparently it is, again, it's not mine, but a lot of you guys eat there. Chick-fil-A. Something about Chick-fil-A has told everybody that it's a healthy fast food restaurant. I don't know why anybody thinks that. It's really not healthy. Um, I'm going to go through your best options here. And again, I see these things on your food logs. I know that most of you eat it. Well, the number one thing you could get at Chick-fil-A, honestly and sadly, is their Greek yogurt parfait. So if you're going to tell me I was stuck in a bind, I was hungry, my kids really wanted to eat there, do me a favor, then just get the Greek yogurt parfait. 280 calories, 8 grams of fat, 37 grams of carbs, 13 grams of protein, 85 milligrams of sodium. I can absolutely live with that. But you know what it does have? It has 37 grams of sugar. That's about what a soda has, if not more. So yeah, that's the best choice I see for you at Chick-fil-A. Again, it's the best of the worst choices. It still has a ton of sugar, but at least that sodium was nice and low. On the salad end, if I had to pick a best salad, and it's not as good as the parfait, okay? But if I had to pick a salad, you would have to get the market salad and no chicken on it. If you just get a plain market salad, it has 210 calories, 11 grams of fat, 24 carbs, five grams of fiber, seven grams of protein, and 160 milligrams of sodium. So I can live with that, but guess what? That does not include the dressing. Salad dressings tend to be what pushes the sodium so high on most salads when you go out. So if you're gonna go and get a salad there, you wanna go with the best dressing, which was the fat-free honey mustard, has 330 milligrams of sodium. So you add that to uh, what the salad already had, and you're almost at 500 milligrams of sodium. 
Is that still okay? Yeah, I said 500 to 600. So the market salad with no chicken, because when you added the chicken, the sodium went so high. Market salad, no chicken, best dressing, fat-free honey mustard. Just so you know, some of the dressings at Chick-fil-A, I looked at the different options, are over 500 milligrams of sodium just for the dressing alone. Now, what about if you're like, but I'm starving. I don't want a parfait. I don't want a salad. Well, the grilled chicken nuggets. If you had to get something hot, the grilled chicken nuggets, an eight piece has 130 calories, three grams of fat, one carb, 25 grams of protein. I can live with all of that. It is 440 milligrams of sodium. I can sort of live with that, right? But guess what? That's not including the dipping sauce. The honey roasted barbecue sauce had the lowest sodium of 75 milligrams. That's gonna put you just over 500 milligrams of sodium. I can live with it, right? It's not terrible. So those are your best options. If you're going to Chick-fil-A, you got the Greek yogurt parfait, the market salad, no chicken, which means you're not getting a lot of protein. It's not really the most high quality meal right there or the grilled chicken nuggets. And let me tell you what not to get. Do not get the Cobb salad. You might think Chick-fil-A, Cobb salad, that's a healthy option. Over 1,700 milligrams of sodium. And whatever you do, do not get the spicy chicken sandwich with over 1,800 milligrams of sodium. All right, so there you've got Chick-fil-A. Anything else that I'm not including means that the sodium was so high that it wasn't a great option. They have a lot of wraps there that you guys all put on the food log. Super high in sodium. I, I personally would not get it. I personally don't eat at Chick-fil-A. Um, I'm not putting anyone down who does, but it, again, I'm super picky about organic meat and you're not getting organic meat there and the sodium levels in Chick-fil-A are just not worth it to me. I ate there one time. I did not think it was very delicious. Okay, here's a place that I have eaten at before. I don't eat here very often anymore. Chipotle, right? Now, this one was really hard for me to analyze for you because kind of like Subway, everything is individual at Chipotle. So it's not like you order a sandwich or a burrito. Like you pick individually what to put in everything. So it's a little harder for me to assess for you how to tell you what to get. But this is what I got. One of the best options is to get a straight chicken bowl. A straight chicken bowl with basically not too much added has 180 calories, seven grams of fat, 32 grams of protein, I like that. It has no carbs because we haven't added anything basically to the chicken bowl yet. It is 310 milligrams of sodium just for the chicken. Now, if we add a little cilantro brown rice to it, because that's something that I would like to have, it's a carbohydrate, it's cilantro brown rice, sounds fairly good, right? Well, that's another 390 calories, 13 grams of fat, 36 grams of protein, which is a little impressive. Oh, this is the total, just so you know. <laughs> now, once I've added it to the chicken, that this is your total, it's not in addition to. Um, it has 36 grams of protein now, 36 grams of carbs, and now the total sodium is 500. So that's just the chicken and the brown rice. Well, aren't you gonna add some vegetables? I mean, I'd like to have that in my bowl, so I'm gonna add some romaine lettuce and fajita veggies. 
Now I'm up to 415 calories, 13 grams of fat, 37 grams of protein, 42 grams of carbs. Now I'm up to 650 milligrams of sodium just from having chicken, brown rice, lettuce, and some fajita veggies. It's probably the best option, but that doesn't include any guacamole, any sour cream, any salsa. Just adding some salsa pushed the sodium to 1200 milligrams. All right, so be very cautious. Salsa is loaded in sodium. So you would have to be really, really careful with how much sodium you put on that chicken bowl. Now they also have a chicken salad with only greens and chicken. If you just got the salad, chicken, greens, that's it. 195 calories, seven grams of fat, protein 33, carbs three, sodium 325. But of course that doesn't include the dressing. Okay, so 325 milligrams of sodium I can live with. As soon as we added their honey vinaigrette, it pushed to 1175 milligrams of sodium. See how much that is? I mean, the dressings are what are so much. So always get the dressing on the side and never use the whole thing. That's one little trick that can help. But what if on your chicken salad you wanted to add some black beans? I mean, who doesn't want to add a little bit of beans? And black beans, you're thinking black beans are healthy. Now you'd be at 1385 milligrams of sodium, 1385. So it's really getting up there. That's double of what you should have in a meal. And if you added a little bit of cheese on top of that, you'd be at almost 1600 milligrams of sodium. So you can see how Chipotle can add up very, very fast. Now, if you've got a chicken burrito, 500 calories, 16 grams of fat, 40 grams of protein, 50 grams of carbs, 910 milligrams of sodium, and that's before I add anything to this burrito. That's just the chicken and the tortilla, and I'm already almost at 1,000 milligrams of sodium. If you add beans, pinto or black, that sodium is going to go up to 1120 milligrams, and add a little cilantro rice, I'm at 1300 milligrams of sodium. Add some salsa, I'm almost at 1900 milligrams of soda. That's almost how much you're supposed to have in a day, right? So I don't have to uh, do a do not order at Chipotle, or I should say I'm not gonna do a do not, because again, it just matters what, what you're putting on. Don't put on too much salsa, be careful of the guac, the sour cream, and all of the sodium in the rice and the beans. The beans have a ton as well. So you just have to be really careful. It's kind of like you can't put that much on. I probably would skip the rice and the beans if you had to. So then what are you putting in it? Not that much and still gonna have a lot of sodium. Is it worth it? That's what you wanna ask yourself. Is it worth it, right? Now I will say this, the proteins that had the highest sodium that I definitely wouldn't get, the barbacoa, it was off the charts, and the sofritas, which you are probably thinking would be the healthy option because that's the meatless option. Uh, also, highest sodium for the proteins. So if you're gonna get anything, I'd probably stick to the chicken or go vegetarian with your options because the barbacoa and the sofritas were off the charts in sodium. Now let's get right to one that I know you all go to, Panera. It is definitely a top pick for a lot of my clients. I know you guys get lunch there, you get salads. Well, the good news is that salads were the best option. I would skip the sandwiches altogether. I looked at all the sandwiches and they were all so high in sodium. 
and forget soup. I already told you, never order soup in a restaurant. Don't even look at the soup. Don't order the soup. Don't even look at it. Maybe you'll get the soup. Just pass by when you look at it on the menu, the soup section. The soup at Panera, forget it. It was off the charts in sodium, okay? So salads were the best option. I'm gonna give you your top three salads that you could potentially get at Panera that I could live with. I'll tell you the first thing is you have to get the half size. Everything I'm about to tell you is the half size. Now, my third favorite choice for your salad would be the green goddess with chicken, half size. I see you guys order this one all the time. I can live with it. It's got 280 calories, 21 grams of protein, six grams of fiber, 13 grams of carbs, 16 grams of fat, and 370 milligrams of sodium. My understanding is that that includes the dressing. I cannot promise that it does. That's, it's not written clearly on their website. I kind of think it probably doesn't include it, but I, the way they had it written made me think that it does include it. You might even ask when you go, go to order, but definitely get that dressing on the side. The number two salad would be the Asian sesame chicken. This one was a little better because the sodium's a little lower, the calories are a little lower. It has 210 calories, 160, uh, I shouldn't say that, um, 16 grams of protein, I read it wrong. Fiber has three, carbs 14, fat 11, sodium 270. So a little less sodium in the Asian sesame with chicken salad. But my number one choice for you, if you are going to eat at Panera, would be the strawberry poppy seed chicken half-size salad with 180 calories, 15 grams of protein, four grams of fiber, 17 grams of carbs, seven grams of fat, and only 150 in sodium. Again, I cannot promise that that includes the dressing. I really find it hard to believe that that could include the dressing at 150, but again, the way that they write it, it isn't clear on their site. Now I will tell you this, I'm gonna tell you what not to get at Panera. Besides the soup, do not, are you ready? Do not get anything mac and cheese. They have like six or seven different types of mac and cheese, and every single mac and cheese option is over 2,000 milligrams of sodium in most of them. The barbecue chicken mac and cheese, large size, are you ready? Had 2,920 milligrams of sodium, 1,200 calories, and 73 grams of fat. No one should be eating that. I don't care who you are, how big you are, how fit you are what workout you just did. I mean, I don't even think they should allow any food in a restaurant to be 29, 20 milligrams of sodium in a meal. That's just, that's really off the charts. The whole Greek salad has almost 1200 milligrams of sodium. And that one says that it does not include the dressing. And the Frontega chicken panini on sea salt focaccia has over 2100 milligrams of sodium. So I really say you gotta skip the sandwiches at Panera and you're gonna stick to the salads. Green Goddess, Asian Sesame, or best one, strawberry poppy seed. Limit the amount of sodium, um, I'm sorry, limit the amount of dressing because I honestly don't think those include the dressing milligrams of sodium. Now this next restaurant you might not have in your area. It's a little more high end. It's called True Foods Kitchen. 
You might know it, you might have seen it, you might have it. Dr. Andrew Weil is actually one of the people who backs the restaurant, and you guys know I love him, and I love uh, most of what he says. He's sort of an alternative medical doctor. And so I was so excited about this restaurant when it finally came to Austin. And I have to tell you, wait, we ate there many, many, many times when it first opened. But there is a but. There is a reason that I am always so swollen after I eat there. When I say swollen, I mean I can leave there and I already feel my rings feel so tight. That means the food is very high in sodium. For me to leave a restaurant and already feel that water retention means it's pretty high. I can kind of taste it too. I, I don't eat there that much anymore because honestly, I feel like every time I leave there, I don't feel very good. And it's again, usually a factor of sodium. Now, all of the salads at True Foods Kitchen were super high in sodium from the dressing. The best salad there was the chopped salad, and it still had 560 milligrams of sodium and 35 grams of fat, which is definitely a lot. Um, highest fat of the salads next to the Mediterranean salad. So those two are definitely a little high in fat. I will say this, uh, I have heard people tell me that if you ask True Foods Kitchen to use less salt and sodium, they will. I've never done that, but probably will the next time I go there. It sounds like it's something you can ask them. I would for sure ask them, like, can you use less sodium? I'm sensitive to sodium. And I'm sure you won't even taste the difference because they'll put in a normal amount instead of a ton of amount, right? Okay. Now, you'll also often get asked at True Foods, depending on what you order, if you want um, the side of kale or the side of sweet potato hash. So when they ask you about a side, get the side of kale versus the sweet potato hash because the sweet potato hash has 860 milligrams of sodium. And that's just your side. <laughs> that's just what goes on the side. It also has 14 grams of fat. You might be better off just telling them you don't even want either one, but the kale salad, it's pretty good. Um, you could start with that again. You might ask for the dressing on the side. But what is the best item on the menu for True Foods? Well, I would say it would be the Thai coconut sea bass. Now, I'm not sure that every restaurant, depending on where you live, has this option, but when I'm looking at their online menu with their nutrition, this seems to be the best item you can get. It has 650 calories, it has 23 grams of fat, 69 carbs, which is a little high, six grams of fiber, 39 grams of protein, well, that's pretty good. It has 600 milligrams of sodium. That was like the best thing I could find on the menu. I was a little disappointed that that was the best that I could find, right? I will tell you what not to get at True Foods Kitchen, which I know I've ordered before. The poke bowl. The poke bowl, has 1,980 milligrams of sodium, almost 2,000. You're only supposed to have 2,300 in a day. This one bowl, a poke bowl, has almost 2,000 milligrams of sodium. The tacos with steak have over 2,100 milligrams of sodium. So don't get the poke bowl and don't get the tacos with steak. And don't forget, I wrote all this down for you. You can print this out and save it on your phone so the next time you go to True Food Kitchen, <laughs> you can know what not to get and what I do recommend you get. 
Now the next restaurant is associated with True Food Kitchen. So if you have a True Foods, you likely also have Flower Child. And again, for those of you who don't have these in your area, on a vacation, you might see that you have some of these. And I, I do like these restaurants. I mean, these restaurants are definitely better than Chick-fil-A. <laughs> At least I know that the quality of the food is very high. It's just that it's very high in sodium. Flower Child is another good restaurant. But again, I always leave there feeling thirsty, which again is a sign of too high of sodium, or my rings are tight. The best thing you can get at Flower Child is the chopped vegetable salad, and it includes the dressing in these numbers. 270 calories, 19 grams of fat, 23 carbs, 5 grams of protein, 8 grams of fiber, I like that, 360 milligrams of sodium. I can live with that, the chopped vegetable salad. The second best salad they had was the Vietnamese Crunch, 510 calories, 37 grams of fat, so we're starting to climb up there in the fat. Nine grams of protein, 42 carbs, 11 grams of fiber, I like the higher fiber, 550 milligrams of sodium. Again, I can live with that. What you should not get at Flower Child is the Mediterranean quinoa, because without the dressing, it's already over 1,000 milligrams of sodium. Another thing you should not get at the Flower Child is the turkey avocado with dressing. It is almost 1,800 milligrams of sodium. Without dressing, it is almost 1,300 milligrams of sodium. So that's just too much. I don't think you should be eating more than half of your day's sodium in one meal. Now, all of the awesome bowls that you see at Flower Child were all over 1,500 to 1,850 milligrams of sodium except for forbidden rice, which actually had 960 milligrams of sodium. Still super high. So I would just skip the bowls. Honestly, I would skip all the bowls and I would definitely skip all the gorgeous wraps that are so tempting because they were all 1,700 to 2,000 milligrams of sodium. And all the wraps had very high fat and very high calories. So at least you know, skip the bowls, skip the wraps, and probably stick with the chopped vegetable salad if you're gonna go to Flower Child. Now this next one is Zoe's Kitchen. A lot of people do have a Zoe's Kitchen and I have to tell you, I struggled to find anything on the menu that was under a thousand milligrams of sodium. That is such a bummer. But the best bet, the best of the worst that I could find you at Zoe's was the quinoa salad. With 350 calories, 26 grams of fat, which is pretty high, 21 grams of carbs, two grams of fiber, which is really low for a salad, two grams of fiber. I mean, if I'm eating a salad, I wanna be getting my fiber. The fact that there's only two grams makes me question how much and what type of lettuce they even use. It does have 10 grams of protein. It has 650 milligrams of sodium. I do not think it includes the dressing. Again, it's very unclear on their menu. Their dressings range from 80 to 180 milligrams of sodium, which is actually pretty good for dressing. That's one serving and they don't list how big a serving actually is. So my guess is that's really small. Could be like a tablespoon and God only knows how many tablespoons they add for you to the quinoa salad. So it is likely still way above the 500 to 600 milligrams of sodium. What should you not order at Zoe's? All the pitas, all the pita sandwiches were 940 to 1260 milligrams of sodium. And again, that 
likely doesn't even include any dressing. All of their roll-ups were 1,200 to 1,920 milligrams of sodium without the dressing. And all of their sandwiches were 990 to 1,700 milligrams of sodium. And I believe they add condiments and dressings to their sandwiches, and that is not included in the sodium as well. So you can see, don't get the pita, don't get the roll-ups, don't get the sandwiches. Your best bet is that quinoa salad and be very careful with the dressing. Our last pick of the day, sadly is a place that I shouldn't even call a restaurant. <laughs> I do not consider this a restaurant and yet I bet all of you eat here like it's a restaurant potentially more than once a day. Can you guess what it is? It's Starbucks. Um, I don't think we should eat our meals here, okay? I really don't. It's not a restaurant in my eyes. I do not eat there. I mean, I'm not gonna say I never have a snack there. It definitely happens, but I would not generally have a meal there unless I'm on a road trip and I have to and I didn't bring my own food, which is very rare. I'm not a huge Starbucks fan, as you probably know if you've listened to the podcast before, but hey, Sometimes we all have to eat there, right? So if you do, what should you eat or what should you not eat? Well, probably one of the most common things I see all of you guys eating on your food logs is actually not terrible. But I will say this, I don't think this thing would fill me up very much if I had it for breakfast. One of the best things you can get is the egg white roasted red pepper egg bites. It has 170 calories, 8 grams of fat, 11 grams of carbs, 12 grams of protein. I can live with that. It has 470 milligrams of sodium. I can live with that, but this is pretty, these are pretty small, I believe. Now, let me tell you what I can't live with. And I was shocked when I saw this in the ingredients. I would rarely look at the ingredients of an egg bite, right? But it caught my eye when I was doing the research for this podcast. There's carrageenan in these egg bites. That's a no-no. You don't want carrageenan in your food. And I don't know, I have to assume they add it as some kind of preservative. So I would not eat it because I try to limit the amount of chemicals that I eat and I don't think that we need carrageenan in our eggs. So that would be a hard no for me, but in terms of numbers, it's doable. The next one that is doable or you can make work, but it's not great, is the spinach feta cage-free egg white wrap. 290 calories, I can live with it. Eight grams of fat, fine. 34 grams of carb, fine. Three grams of fiber, fine. It should be more. (laughs) If you're gonna have spinach, come on. 20 grams of protein, I like that. 840 milligrams of sodium. It's a lot, so if you're gonna eat that, hopefully the rest of your day is very low sodium. Now, ingredient list, it was huge. This is a spinach feta egg white wrap. Why is there more in here than spinach feta and eggs and the wrap? Probably because they have to preserve it and keep it in that stand in the refrigerator for X amount of hours or days. The ingredient list was huge and that's never a good sign because they're adding a ton of chemicals, right? And one thing that I was annoyed with is they add way protein powder to it. There is soy protein isolate added to it. There's a mold inhibitor added to it. There are so many ingredients that for a healthy wrap that you think is healthy by looking at the name, it's not. 
It's not that healthy. 840 milligrams of sodium, not really that healthy. And when I look at what is in it, the ingredients, not healthy. So again, it's one of the better of the worst choices, but it's still not what I would say is healthy. Now, what if you had to pick a sandwich? Sometimes you're like, I just want a sandwich. What would you get? Like breakfast is over. They don't have any breakfast left. What would you get? Well, one of the best things that you could get is the tomato and mozzarella sandwich. Every sandwich other than this one was well over 1,000 milligrams of sodium. The tomato and mozzarella had 350 calories, 13 grams of fat, 42 grams of carbs, which is high, 3 grams of fiber, which is low, 15 grams of protein, I can live with, 580 grams of sodium. I can live with those numbers and the ingredient list was smaller and better. So the tomato and mozzarella is probably one of the better choices you can get. They also have the protein box choice. Have you seen the protein boxes? There's actually all different kinds of protein boxes now. I used to think there was just one protein box. Now there's several different kinds. And the best of the protein boxes was the egg and cheese protein box. 470 calories, 25 grams of fat, 40 grams of carbs, 5 grams of fiber, 23 grams of protein, all good. 460 milligrams of sodium. I can live with, it's under that 500. I can live with those. I can live with the egg and cheese protein box and I can live with the tomato and mozzarella. That's what I would order if I had to go and eat a meal at Starbucks, but always better not. I don't wanna waste an eating out meal at Starbucks. <laughs> Let's put it that way. I don't eat that out that often. So when I do, I want it to be like good food and I don't consider that to be Starbucks. I would be cautious with ordering any of their parfaits. They all had over 20 to 30 grams of sugar. Um, so I would say a no-go on those. And when also like trying to pick for you guys what is something you should never order at Starbucks, I, I mean, I couldn't just pick one because I would never order half the stuff there. Like half of the sugar, caramel, sweetened drinks there, I would never drink. I, I think you just have to be really cautious of everything at Starbucks. A lot of them are sweet treats, very high sugar, or just highly processed menu foods. Like because they have to sit there on the rack for so long, you have to realize it's not a fresh, it's not a restaurant where they're making things for you fresh, like at True Foods. So that means the ingredient list is going to be a lot bigger because they have to preserve it. And that is everything. That's all the restaurants that I think are sort of the top ones that most of us have. And again, if you don't have any of these in your area, my guess is you will be on a trip sometime and you're going to say, oh, she talked about that restaurant. So make sure you go to earnthatbody.com forward slash eating out to print off this handout that's gonna tell you what the best and the worst choice was at all of these restaurants. You can save these PDFs right on your phone notes section and you can easily pull it up so that you can make the best of the worst choices at these franchise restaurants. I hope it was a little bit eye-opening. Sometimes we don't wanna know. We're like, oh, I don't wanna know what the worst thing at True Foods is. That was my, the Poke Bowl was my favorite. I don't wanna know. But yet, sometimes it's good to hear it or to see it. Like for me, it was really good and interesting to see the carrageen, carrageenan and the ingredients in some of the Starbucks. Um, it's just interesting. You, you don't think about these things and if no one brings it up, you're never gonna know. So I'm bringing it up for you and now you can make your own healthy choices. 
All right, everybody, that's it for today with the Earn That Body podcast, always here to bring you health, fitness, and nutrition information that you can put into play right away. For more information about Kim Eagle's online programs, go to earnthatbody.com or check out Earn That Body on all forms of social media, including Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Pinterest, and YouTube. 